welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week, we will be greeting the new month of Elul. And Elul is the last month of the 12 months before the month of Tishrei, which is the month of the high holidays. And it's the sixth month, counting from the month of Nisan. And according to the Sefer Yetzirah, the book of creation, Elul is a, is a month of repentance, is a month of a mercy, tons of mercy, and it's a month of forgiveness. And um, Elul follows the two previous months, Tammuz and Av, in which the two most gravest sins of the people of Israel occurred in the month of Tammuz, if we remember, was the month of the golden calf, uh, the sin of the golden calf, and then on the month of the Av, which is the month we just uh, passed, on the 9th of Av, we were we were uh, fasting because of the destruction of the two temples, which the root of that sin comes from the, uh, from the sin of the spies, the ten spies that came to scout the land of Israel and had ba a bad report towards it. So the four letters of the, of the month of Elul are an acronym for the initial letters of the phrase of the Song of Songs, Shira Shirim, in which it says, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. Ani ledodi ledodi li. This is the phrase that the wife says in the chupa, the kala says in the chupa when she's gonna marry her groom. And, um, and this, Ani ledodi ledodi li, what it means is I am, I am, I, I am to my beloved is us towards Hashem is us down here arousing his mercy and um, and showing him our love and my beloved is to me is re the reciprocal love that Hashem shows to us when we show our love to him so this is the month in which also the king is in the fields Hasidut explains that Hashem leaves his castle he leaves his uh, his a boat up there and he comes down here and he's in the fields and he's more accessible than ever and he's ready to forgive if you're willing to to be forgiven uh, it's up to us it's up to us to do teshuvah to repent to to do an accounting of our our deeds for the last year see what we achieved and what needs to be repaired and, uh, and to really go introspect, to really look at inside of us, it's more the Maharal of Prague. He said that all the month of Elul, before eating and sleeping, a person should look into his soul and search his deeds and make an accounting. So this is like, like tax, tax month, when people are paying their taxes and they're, they're with the accountant and they're putting everything down and being very careful to not mess it up because if not, you know, the law is the law. So it's like an accounting month. And, um, and it's also the month in which we prepare to usher in the, 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 the beginning of the year again with the Rosh Hashanah. And uh, it's also the month in which, in which Moses ascended to the mountain for the third time for 40 days and 40 nights in which he went up to ask forgiveness to God because of the sin of the golden calf and he came down actually on Yom Kippur with the two new sets of tablets which, um, which uh, Hashem allowed him to, to, to 
to have back. And these days were days when God revealed to Jewish people his great mercy. So Hashem is in a mood of forgiveness. He's in a mood of mercy. And we should really take it uh, to heart and not throw the opportunity away. Um, many Jews in this month are extra careful. Like if they don't eat kosher, they really make it a point to eat kosher in this month. If they don't uh, drink halav Israel milk, they'll make it a point to drink halav Israel milk. They'll do more than normal. And some people ask me, but Margie, that's really very hypocritical. Because if you're not going to do it for the rest of the year, why would you do it for one month? So the answer is that it's not really hypocritical. It is that in that month, you're really arousing Hashem's mercy. You're really doing extra things for Him so He can look at you with, with loving and caring eyes. He always looks at you with loving and caring eyes, but this month even more. So it's not hypocritical. It's, you need favors from Him, so you, you behave extra special. So the letter Yud, which is the letter that rules this month, is the first letter in the name of God, the Yud Kevavke, the name of Havaya, which is the infinite name of Hashem, and it's also the merciful name of Hashem. And um, and it says here that this Yud, if you look at it in an alphabet, it's like a it's like a point. It's like a point, and it has a little flame going up, and uh, and it's the beginning, and it's also the end. So Hashem has a beginning. Him him not. He's an an infinite God, but to create the world, he needed to have finitude. So he started by creating the world with the first six days, and then on, on the seventh day, he created Shabbat. So this is what it means, that this youth has a beginning and an end in the sense that when we're doing things, we have a purpose for them. We have a, a goal to reach. We have um, a vision we want to achieve. So the point represents Hashem's essential power. It looks like a flame that soars even higher. And this also represents the, 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 the need of a Jew. If you really look inside of you, you're always soaring upwards. You always want to go higher. We always have this need to, to elevate ourselves, like the candles. A candle, you can turn it upside down, but the flame is always going to go up. No matter which position you put it, that's the soul of a Jew. The soul of a Jew is always striving to go up. We're never content with, with going down. We always want to go up. So this name that is enclosed, the name Adnud, which means the final, the final point that is enclosed in the name of Havaya, is to reveal and express it to the world. Thus the Yud is the beginning of the essence of divine mercy, Havaya, and the Yud is the end of the manifestation of divine mercy, Adnud. So also the Yud, which in Gematria is, is the number 10, uh, has a lot of references in the Jewish, uh, in our Jewish life. 10 uh, represents the 10 utterances of speech that God had to create the world, which are the 10 sefirot, which are three emotion, intellectual and seven emotional. And then it's the 10 generations from Adam to Noah and the 10 generations from Noah to Abraham. It represents the 10 plagues uh, of Egypt. It represents the 10 miracles that Hashem had to do to save them from these plagues. It represents 10 tests in the desert that the Jews had to go through. It represents the Ten Commandments. It represents sanctity and holiness. 
and uh, we see it in the Ninian to be able to, to pray in a synagogue and open the ark and bring out the Torah, it's needed to have a minion. A minion means 10 men. 10 men uh, uh, older than 13 years old, which will count as a minion. And this minion is so powerful that that's why men pray in groups of 10, at least 10 men, because the power of 10 men is enormous. We, we don't even know, and we don't know in the merit of who these prayers are gonna be answered. So um, it's, it's very powerful. So the yud also uh, is similar to the word yad, which means hand, and which is also an allusion to Hashem. So the word, the, the word yud, which also represents hand, the sages interpret the verse even my hand has found the earth and my right hand has de developed the heavens. That God stretched out his right hand to create the heavens and stretched out his left hand to create the earth. The right hand is the point of beginning, the left hand is the point of end. So I've, we've learned before that the right hand represents hesed, which is love and kindness, and the left hand represents gevura, which is discipline, which is uh, strictness, righteousness. Uh, it means um, it means also awe of God, while the right hand means love of God, and we need both. So the creation of the world was done, of the earth was done with the left hand, and, of, and the opinion of Hillel that says that the earth preceded the, the heavens. Why? Because the earth represents the consummation of creation and the end of action is the first in thought. So what it means is that Hashem created the earth obviously after he created the heavens, but what it means it was the earth was first in the, in the, in the mind of Hashem before the creation of the, of, of the world. Like he created the whole world for the earth. That, that's his whole purpose of creating the heavens and the angels and all his creation is intended to be of service for men in, in this world. So the word, the youth of Elul is in particular the left hand and the controller of the month sense, the sense of action and rectification. And this is the final point of creation reaching its ultimate purpose and end. And the youth of Atnut, which is the final point, perfectly reflecting in created reality, the youth of Havaya. So the Masal of this month is the, is the month of Virgo. Virgo means virgin and in Hebrew it means Betula and the Betula symbolizes God's beloved bride which is Israel and the bride of Song of Songs who says to her to her groom I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. The word Betula, virgin, appears for the first time in the Torah when it's in referring to Rivka, Rivka who was the wife of Isaac, and um, and it's in, and it says it in a way in which it's praising uh, our matriarch Rivka. In Kabbalah, the union of Isaac and Rivka symbolize the spiritual service of prayer and devotion to God. Isaac's gematria, the, the gematria of Isaac is 208, and the gematria of Rebecca is 300. And seven, which equals 515, which is the same numerical value of the word tefillah, which means prayer. So in Hasidut, when the verse says, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me, 
It's referring in particular to the service of prayer during the month of Elul. Personally, I always take something up upon myself on the month of Elul that I will follow for the rest of, the, of my life. Uh, God willing, neither, without making any promises, but I try to always add something more to my service to Hashem. Yes, we should pray more this month, and we should do more this month, but it's also good that you take one new thing, one new mitzvah in your life, and you add it to your, to your life, uh, so, so you can really be, you know, you can be growing and, and expanding yourself. So I always take something new. It can be anything. If you, if you don't keep Shabbat, for example, try like if you're a woman, try lighting Shabbat candles. If you're a man, try doing Kiddush every Friday night in your home. Uh, if, if you never give tzedakah daily, uh, make it a, a, a point to buy a, a night tzedakah box, put it in your kitchen, and every day put in it 25 cents. Every day, every day, like make it a, a point that every day you put 25 cents. I go to the bank and I take out, I have a box full of coins, and every time, every day I put a coin in there and at the end when I'm finished I, I make a check and I send it to an organization or to anybody that's in need at that moment but it's very important to always be adding something to your life and especially in this month of Elul this is the month to do it take something upon yourself not something that's gonna make you crazy that's gonna make you uh, annoyed or something that's gonna give you anxiety take something that you can really do Pray one chapter of, of Psalms every day, chapter 20, for people who are sick or for people who need prayer or whatever. Do one little thing that will add to your life and every year you add one more thing, one more thing. In this way, you're always growing. You're always going up the, the, the stairway. A, a group of rabbis, one, of reform rabbis, once went to see the Lubavitcher Rebbe and they asked him, are, are we such bad people, like such bad Jews that we don't keep the mitzvahs, how, how they're supposed to be kept. And the, the Rebbe answered them, there's 613 steps from here to, to heaven. And who is higher, the one that is in, six, in the floor 600 or the one that is in the step three? So they looked at him and says, well, the one that is in the 600. And the Rebbe answered, not necessarily. Because if the one that is in the 600 is going down, then he's not higher. If the one that is in the, in the step number three is going up the ladder, then he's higher. So this is the, the mentality that we have to have in our lives to, of growth. We have to have growth mentality. We cannot be stuck in one place for the rest of our lives. So this is the month, it's so auspicious to do it. And everything you do really gives you abundant blessings in your lives. Hashem is just waiting for you to, to buy that big, big vase in which all those blessings are gonna fall down. So they're gonna be given to you in, in, in Rosh Hashanah. It's decreed that your whole year is decreed in Rosh Hashanah, how much money you're gonna make, if you're gonna be healthy, if you're gonna have children, everything is decreed on Rosh Hashanah. It's a new contract with God for the year. So work on it, work on your contract. If you're gonna make a new business, you don't do whatever, you really work on it. You see how you can do to make the best out of it. This is the way we sh should look at our lives too. If we are given one month in which we can prepare for that journey that is gonna be the next year, and we wanna prepare it in a good way, 
add on, add on to your life. It's only gonna make it a better life. I guarantee it. So this, um, this verse of the prayer, the prayer of the month of Elul, and it comes back talking about Rivka and the Virgin, and it tells us that retroactively, in the month of Sivan, which is the month of Gemini, which is the month of twins, she gives birth to Jacob and Esav, and, um, and the first tablets were given in the month of Sivan, which were also twin tablets, and they were broken because of sin. And the second tablets given to Moses in Elul, the month of repentance, are whole. They're whole and complete. So repentance is identified in Kabbalah with the mother. And they, in general, and Rivka in particular, the mother is Binah, which means understanding. A woman has a sense of understanding of life. And, um, and, and that's what he's trying to tell us here. The tribe that rules the, the month of, uh, of Elul is the, the tribe of God. And God was the seventh son of Jacob. And it means camp. God means camp. As in the verse, when Jacob blessed him, he said, God shall organize camps, army camps. And he shall return with all his camps. And the special talent of God is to organize a company. So the name God means as well good fortune. And it's truly the good fortune of Israel to be God's beloved bride. And this good fortune reveals itself through the means of our good deeds, especially those that which are intended to rectify our blemishes. So when we're really trying to rectify ourselves, when we really are doing things that go against our nature, for example, if for you, uh, you, you have a job and you're making just ends meet in your life and whatever you, you make is exactly what you, you need for your life or you even need more than that, and then Hashem tells us that we need to give sadaka, we need to give 10% of our earnings. And you make it such a big effort to give 10% of what you're making because you really need it. That it's considered you're giving part of your life because you're not gonna eat meat for a month because you're giving 10% of your earnings. So this is what Hashem wants from us. He wants our heart. He wants our effort. He wants our sweat. And when we do things in this way, He will reciprocate in hundreds of times back. Like you think you're giving and you're gonna have less in, in Jewish thought, when you give, you have more. You don't have less. When you give, you have more. So the, the good fortune of God relates in Kabbalah to the 13 principles of mercy that are revealed in the month of Elul in, in order to arouse the soul from its roots, good fortune to return to God. So the good fortune is that Hashem has a system and that He made mitzvahs for us so we can have good fortune. When we do mitzvot, we get good fortune. That's what Hashem gives us because He gives us merits in this world. And, um, and the sense of this, of this month is action. And the sense of action is the sense and the inner knowledge that through devoted deeds of goodness, one is always able to rectify any blemish or broken state of the soul. So here, what it's telling us is that, yeah, everything in theory is very beautiful. People are always in the theory mode, but theory really doesn't accomplish anything. We need to do action. 
And this is the world of action. This is the world of Asia, of action. This is a very dark world where we need to cause an effect. And the only way in which we can cause an effect is by acting, by doing things, by being proactive. And the sense of action is does the sense of never to despair. And we should never despair. We should never be scared of things. This is what led the Jews to build the golden calf because they miscalculated the days that Moshe was gonna be up in the, in the mountain by some hours and they started to despair and get scared that he wasn't gonna come back. And it says in the Midrash that the Satan appeared to them and they sh he showed them an image of Moshe that he had died. So they got so scared that their leader had left them that they went and they built a golden calf. This is what despair does. So we should never despair, we should just do action. You're going through a hard time, do more, do more. Take something upon yourself, go and take care of sick people, go and help in, in a place, be a volunteer, uh, uh, go to shul and pray, go to shiurim, uh, start doing things. Once you start doing things, things will change. So never despair, and it, this is the point of the youth of Elul, of divine service. Without it, one can never begin an act or end. And the same of action is the inclination to fix a broken object, to save a situation, rather than throw, to throw it away. So if something happens to us and we say, you know what, I'm doomed, okay, then go to bed and go to sleep till the day you die. But if we instead say, okay, I messed up, I did something that was terrible, but you know what, Hashem is waiting for me to rectify it, and I'm gonna make, point, make it a point to do better in my life, then everything can be uh, done. And, the, and as it says, our sages teach that our sins, which are red like blood, become white like snow they transform. So in addition, the sense of action is the sense of organization and the sense of management of complex systems. So this is very important. For us to be able to have change, to affect change in our lives, we need a plan. We can't just go like this. We need to have a plan. You have to have something that you want to accomplish. So you say, okay, I'm a little lazy. I'm not praying enough. I want to start praying more. Then get someone that teaches you how to pray, buy a siddur, learn how to pray, and start little by little. But you need a plan. Because when we don't make a plan, then we'll never do it. That's how it works. When you need to lose weight, you need to go to a, a special per nutritionist that will give you a plan. And she'll stick to you and she'll drive you nuts. So you can do it. If not, we don't have the strength. So on the, on, of the letter Yud of Elul, it is said, God with wisdom, the point of the Yud, founded, rectified the earth, the sense of action. And the, and the controller of the month, and to finish up, is the left hand, as we said before, the Yud uh, means also hand, Yad, as mentioned uh, before. And, and above, God stretched out his left hand to create the earth. And as quoted above, God with wisdom founded the earth. That's why the left hand is Gevura, because Gevura is strictness. And this is what we need in our lives to be able to, to, to do action. If we don't have strictness in us, if we don't have Gevura, restraint, boundaries, then we will never get things done. And to, to make it a point, it says here that it's the left hand which touches the heart 
and it's the left hand in which men put on their tefillin. They don't put it on the right hand. It's interesting because the right hand is spirituality. No, it, they put it on the left hand. Why? Because it's connected to the heart. It's connected to the world. It's connected to the earth. And the, and the, and the left hand, which touches the heart, this teaches us that all rectified action derives from the good emotions and the intentions of the heart. So we have to make this heart want to work for a good cause. We have to put in that heart what is good for us and good for Hashem. And in that way, we will be able to rectify whatever needs to be rectified and connect to Hashem, especially in this month of Elul, and be able to live a little higher. Thank you.